Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast, and I'm here with Mikey and Jeff as always, and today we're going to be reviewing the UFC Fight Night Pavlovich versus Blades card that happened this Saturday at night. Um, honestly, we did fucking horrible on our picks. This was my worst week of all time on Uppercut history. Um, I went one and six. I missed on Curtis Blades, missed on Brad Tavares, void Brad- Bobby Green. We didn't count that one. I hit on Lucindo, missed on Semmelsberger. Missed on Carl Rosa, missed on Junior Tafa, and missed on Fire Marshal. Jeff went two and five. We're going to void his Hammy Sosa lock of the night because that was Bobby Green, so we're giving that a void. <laughs> um, you hit on Sergey, missed on Brad Tavares, void Bobby Green, hit on Lucindo, missed on Semmelsberger, missed on Carl Rosa, missed on Junior Tafa, and missed on fa- Fire Marshal. Mike did the best. He went wait, three wait, and wait. four. Wait, wait, wait. I thought I picked thought – did I not pick Dorm- Dumont? Say that again? Oh, did you pick Dumont? I'm not sure. I, I you picked it Carl might Rosa. be another one where I literally laid out the way for fucking yeah. Dumont to win and then just didn't pick her. I'm pretty sure yeah. that my dumbass somehow talked you into that fucking bullshit. So my yeah, bad. Yeah, probably. My bad <laughs> I... on that one. Yeah, you should fade me every time. Okay. <laughs> Mike went three and four. He hit on Sergey, missed on Brad Tavares. He missed on his Mikey's Nyquil fight of the night pick, which was Mo Usman versus Junior Toffa. We'll get into that fucking later because that I'm fucking <laughs> What a stanker, dude. Oh Jesus. We'll get into that fucking later, dude. Um Void Bobby Green. You hit on Lucindo, missed on Semmelsberger, hit on Norma Dumont, missed on Junior Tafa, missed on Fire Marshal. Um, so yeah, I would have liked this card a lot fucking more if our fights were hitting, to be honest. But I think it was a pretty all right card. The Apex just sucks ass. Like it really yeah, is terrible. Especially, I mean, other than like the like first exact fight, the early prelims kind of weren't yeah. that great. Yeah, there are. I mean, there was some KOs, which were fun. Um, a lot of leftover hand knockouts. Usually, like, I feel like, what, two weeks ago, it was a lot of, like, knee knockouts. And then this week, it's a lot of, like, leftover hands and right over hands. But, yeah, nothing um, too crazy, except for the main event, which we'll get into now. Curtis Blades versus Sergey Pavlovich. I mean, first punch of the fight, Sergey throws this looping right hand that stuns Blades and like he hit him through his guard, which was really impressive that it was able to stun him. Three ten in the first, uh, Pavlovich drops Curtis with an overhand. Two forty one in the first, Pavlovich wobbles Blades with a straight jab, and then Blades, while wobbling, doesn't shoot. So what the fuck was that? Because I um I, I noticed this right away that Curtis Blades was not shooting when he should have, especially after he was wobbly. So I wanted to ask you about this, Mike, as our resident Sergey Pavlovich fan. Um, what did you notice from Curtis Blades? Like, why did he not shoot? Uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. And we didn't we talk about this too? We were like, weren't really sure if he was going to or not, that he might have stayed and try to make this fucking stand up fight for whatever goddamn reason. We like, thought he was going to counter shoot. We thought he was going to, he was going to wait till Sergey did basically what he did, which was start throwing volume and then shoot while he's throwing volume. But then me and Jeff also talked about too, that like, for some reason, the last like five Curtis Blades fights, he's turned into like fucking what he thinks is like Mike Tyson or some shit. Yeah, because he like, talked I, about it before. He he wants he wants to show that he's a complete fighter now. He he feels like he's an actual MMA fighter now. That's what well, he said be, like before the fight. Well, and it's kind of weird too because in my opinion, I think he is already. I don't even think yeah. he needed to try to box with Pavlovich to show that. Like, in my opinion, I think Blades is like, like even probably still like a top three guy skill wise. Like, he didn't have to try to box with Pavlovich yeah. to show that. Yeah, we saw we saw your knockout power last fight. Why why are you doing this? I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I agree. It, it, I think honestly, the 
the choice to not shoot is what lost him the fight because we still oh. don't know about Sergey's ground game. We still don't know. Yeah, it, we will never find out probably in, it, unless he like fights Stipe or John. Yeah. yeah so that's I, that I'm glad you said that, Mikey. I wanted you to talk about do you think Sergey can beat John Jones? I was gonna dive into that too. I was gonna say uh, 110%. I feel like this solidified for me that I would so much rather see Sergey fight John than Stipe, dude. I have oh, about, I thought you were about to say you're taking Sergey. I have about zero interest in watching Stipe fight fucking John. I don't know if you guys do. Like, I just don't have any interest in watching him fight 40-year-old Stipe. Dude, and how much more impressive on the long term for John Jones' career if he could beat Sergey Sergei Pavlovich? Like, looking back in, like, five years, he just beat this fucking knockout artist who's, what is he, 30? Fucking crushing everyone this path. He looks like he might be on fucking roids, dude. Like, he's just a monster. He looks like the mountain from fucking Game of Thrones. He does. Like, I would just, I would absolutely love to see him and Bones go toe-to-toe. In my opinion, Stipe, sorry, you're out. International really? Fight Week, lock it up. Sergey Pavlovich, John Jones, I'd love to see it. I think, I think uh, the logical one is if Jones beats Stipe, because that seems like it's already in the works, then he goes to Sergey. But I, I, I can understand wanting to see Sergey more. I yeah, think no matter like, what, Jones going to fight Stipe. Like, that's going to happen, but I'd rather not even see it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Jeff? What say, yeah, Jeff? and it's like, what what do you do next with Sergey? I mean, you really want to fucking strike right out Iron's high. He's got, what, one of the highest knockout streaks ever? Like, I think so. He's on an absolute fucking roll. It, and it's kind of fucked to keep holding up a division over a guy who hasn't fought in how many years? When's the last time we saw fucking Steve Before, A. Fight? So our, our one-year birthday or one-year anniversary of the show is April 26th. Oh, yeah. And I have never seen – I've never covered a Steve A. fight, so it's been over. 2021, I'm pretty sure. Pretty yeah. sure it's been two years. Wow. I mean, and I guess, like, the only other thing I could see, I guess, is fucking Ciro and Sergey fighting. But then, like, I, why would they do that, though? Because then if Ciro wins, then what? Yeah, that's that's a good that's a really good point. Does I'm anyone want to see happens. Ciro and John run it back? I don't. Yeah, and but, also you, know, you don't know what John does after his next fight. I mean, we already heard talks about him fucking retiring once he fights Stipe. Yeah, that's a really good point as well. And also, though the the pushback that I have is, what if it's another Cyril gone and John Jones thing? Because we don't we still don't know what Pavlovich looks like on the ground because Curtis Blaze didn't test it at all. So. Like, what if that is something that happens where John Jones just takes him down in like thirty seconds and wins? It could, it, it could. could. Yeah. That's a that's a scary, scary and then, part. And then we get the Stipe fight. Yeah, I I don't one, know. I don't know. One what of happens. the best things about this whole scenario, though, in my opinion, there's a lot of light in it because once Jones retires, dude, watching Cyril, Sergey, Aspinall once he comes back, maybe like Volkov, like there's a couple guys who are gonna battle who are kind of young, no, like, like four or five years. Yeah, I mean, there's um, like, and I'm sure even Tui Voss at some point will probably get a title shot in the next like five years just oh for like boy. a storyline thing. Like, there's going to be a lot of big title heavyweight fights. I'm just so glad we're out of the Naganu stump and we're moving forward. I agree with that. Um, all right, let's move on now to the co main event Tavares versus Silva. Boys, were we fucking wrong about this? I think we talked about this saying that Silva doesn't really show much knockout power and. To be fair, Tavares. Oh, no, was... we did say. No, we has... said the opposite. We said he had. Yeah, he does power. have the knockout power, but we just thought that Tavares could just, you know, pick him apart kind of and avoid it. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, then we were spot on because that's exactly kind of what fucking happened until he got caught with a vicious. Yeah. I I don't know why we thought he could last fifteen whole fucking minutes. I mean, that's a while. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) so like just getting into it, round one. Um, the guys were throwing fucking hands. Tavares was holding the better, was hitting, landing the better shots. Uh, Silva's hands I noticed were like relatively low, so those shots were getting in from Tavares, and then. At 151 in the first, Tavares goes to throw a left overhand that Silva slips, but he kind of did the um, I forget who it was that did it to the Korean zombie, I think, but they he like does the up elbow that fucking knocked him out with a second left. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Yair. Uh, yeah, Yair. Yeah, yeah. He did that knockout. I don't know if you guys watched it back. That was a little bit of a Yair elbow knockout kind of thing. That or it just Cyril like did that shit to fucking uh, Derek Lewis too. Yes, yes. And then um, Silva gets him against the gate, the cage wobbles and then fucking nukes him at 129 in the first with an absolute right overhand laser i haven't seen a punch like that in a fucking minute that connect like that that was awesome what a ko for him um yeah we were fucking wrong about this one i don't know what, what more to say we'll, we can start with you jeff yeah pretty much exactly what i said 15 minutes is a wild be standing in there with fucking bruno silva i mean buddy's got like a 90 percent knockout fucking percentage mm. i mean Ah. <laughs> we kind of looked past that one, boys. <laughs> yeah, we kind of fumbled the bag on this one. We got to do better on our picks. I, that was. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought our picks were fair. We MMA mastered, dude. He just lost a fucking mirror shard. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's that really was... what fucking weighed on. Uh, that, yeah. We has, talked about that the a, most. A hundred percent knockout rate in the UFC. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> oh yeah. Fucking percent. Like Jesus. he lost a fucking mirror shard, dude. Like that was that was a stain that you couldn't look past. I don't know how anyone. I, w- I would like to see what the public's numbers were coming in on this. I'm yeah, sure. Because by MMA math <laughs> fucking equations, JL has beat him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, who has lost a mere shard in any kind of recent memory? Like, come on, man. Very good point. Um, All right, Bobby Green versus Jared Gordon. Is Jared Gordon a cursed fighter? <laughs> Dude, it's just unfortunate. It's like, what is going on with this poor fellow? I don't know, dude. I like what the fuck is going on with him. I mean that he beats Patty Pimblet and loses, and then he he that was a clear headbutt the whole time, and it should have been what like they should have. I mean, maybe eventually it would have been a no contest, but the fact that Bobby headbutts it, no ref interference, so then they allow him to finish the fight, and then they realize that it's a no contest. Yeah, that that kind of blew my shit that they called it after the fact. Me yeah, too. That's weird. That's different, I, and it, we I'm saw not the. Sure. The rest I'm of the judges sure had a tough they're time. They're supposed to like hop on that, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. I would think. I would I think, think so at least too. if he hits his fucking back, like it yeah. wasn't like he just stumbled. He went straight down. Yeah, and it was clear. It, you you heard the noise. It was like and, I mean, clear. I might just be talking because I had Bobby on a parlay, and uh, I feel just like fucking Bobby though, dude. He poor guy, dude. He fucking thought he got a win there, and half of his check is gone. That is absolutely fuck yeah i feel i do feel for him too and it's nothing against bobby green but that was so clear as day leading with the head head but i mean was it tough. was you couldn't even have been confused on that one <laughs> fucking head butted the dog shit out of jared gordon and like he you really said did. max is this the most unfortunate like two fight run we've probably ever seen since at least we started this show like holy <laughs> fuck i know they got they gotta like hand him someone easy after this and be like, "Here you go, dude." Because he didn't get a paycheck. Dude, he's he gonna get paycheck. Bobby Green again. They're oh, probably oh, really? gonna run it back. Uh, it's either gonna be Patty or Bobby because both of them fucking want him. I or think Bob. Yeah, Bobby was talking that shit too. Yeah, like, insane. He, 
he 30 27 like one of the most popular fighters on earth and then mm. somehow lost Crazy. <laughs> and then fucking comes out next fights another super popular guy and gets headbutted like yeah. how fucking unfortunate can it get i mean at least it didn't count as a loss for that one too then it would have really been unfortunate i guess true <laughs> yeah. next fight uh yasmin yasmin lucindo lucindo sorry versus brogan walker at 402 round one lucindo Catches uh catches Walker with a nice overhand. Uh, Lucindo's co- combos were fucking crazy in this one. That's kind of what she does. That's what that's when she's at her best is when she's throwing those combos. Uh, Walker was throwing these like big kicks, but the timing was kind of weird. So Lucinda was able to like time it perfectly where she can just fucking go in there and counter and kind of point her up a little bit. Um, in between the time of the kicks. Um, round one, all Lucindo. Uh, big counter combo. She looked great. Round two was all Lucindo again, but she got a little sloppy and was throwing these like spinning attacks that weren't really landing. Uh, round three, all relatively all Lucindo again. Good fight. Uh, Lindo was just a, like a stylistic clash for Walker, I think. And I don't know. Walker was trying to keep her at a distance with kicks, but Lucindo, like I said, was just avoiding those and counter comboing her and really messing her up towards the end there. Uh, Lucindo looks really good. And like a legit fucking fighter, to be honest. I, 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 I'm excited to watch her fight in the future. I like, um, her performance there. So we can start with you, Mike. What did you take away from this one? I took away a couple. There's a couple of things. So one, Lucinda looked very, very good for her age. And one of the biggest things I like to watch when we watch like pretty much anyone under 25, really, is if they're going to be completely one dimensional because just about all of them are like fucking Rojas, just wrestling, or like you get a guy like Body Bags comes in, he's just striking. She definitely was not one-dimensional, in my opinion. She threw in a big trip takedown at the end of the second round. She wasn't afraid to be on the mat. Like you said, her combos in between are fantastic. She looked really fucking good, especially for her age and lack of experience. But one thing, on the other hand, I'm going to say, she looked really good, and I don't know how much of that was her, or is Brogan Walker just really not a good UFC fighter? Like, I know she came in with a lot of hype from, like, Invicta, because I think she, like, like, beat Miranda Maverick, and then obviously off Tough when she fought Juliana Miller, but she just does not look good at all. Like, I don't, maybe, I don't know if you guys thought otherwise, like she just like kind of looks slow. She doesn't really like manage distance. Well, she doesn't really wrestle very well. Like, I don't really have a lot of faith in Brogan. I, I wasn't super impressed with her performance, but I think she's still learning and kind of getting her feet underneath her, but I, but she's like 34. So I'm like, I don't yeah. know. That is true. It'll be, I don't don't know. Lucinda is a tough matchup, and I know Miller got beat the fuck up, but Miller's a relatively tough matchup as well. I agree. I I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So if you give her some, you know, opponents that are kind of not lower level, but are not contenders like those girls are, maybe you'll see something different. I mean, it's all about learning, but she is relatively old. That's kind of what throws you off a little bit for sure. I can see that. Right. Yeah. Jeff, do you have anything on this one? Yeah. Not much other than Lucindo. It's an absolute fucking dog. There you go. I mean, like Mike said, I'm glad to see someone who can mix it up, especially in the strawweight division. It, you kind of don't don't really. Or was she fighting that strawweight? This flyweight. Time? Flyweight. Yeah. Especially in this flyweight division, you don't really see that much. You kind of see true. a lot of parody and same thing over and over. I feel. I agree with that. Um, Except at the top, you see it mixed up really well. Yeah. 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 Completely. I agree with that. Uh, next fight, Jeremiah Wells versus Matthew Simmelsberger. I mean, what a fucking fight. 
Uh, we have really awful luck picking Semmelsberger fights because when you pick him, he doesn't fucking win. Then we pick against him, he loses. Um, or I messed that up. When you when you pick against him, he does win. Um, so at four forty four round one, like right in that right early early start, Semmelsberger drops Wells with a huge right and is doing ground and pound like a legit ground and pound before Wells is able to start a sort of like clinch up on the ground. He is hurt. Uh, rest of round one, Jeremiah Wells just kind of reverses positions and is on on the top getting good ground and pound in. Uh, I didn't know what to score round one, to be honest. I think the judges ended up scoring it like 9-9, or at least one judge did. At 4-31, round two, Semmelsberger again drops Wells with a huge 1-2 combo, but Jeremiah again clinches on his back and actually gets back up. And then from there, just like round two, Wells eventually takes Semmelsberger down and then controls him from the position Again, gets ground and pound. Round three, Wells control grapples Semmelsberger the entire round. And I understand the decision, but 30-27 Jeremiah Wells was a fucking crime. That's terrible scoring. And this is the type of fight that I hate the scoring for because this one scored control time, but the other ones scored damage. That's why I wish we had a fucking set thing that we all scored it. Or like we either all scored for damage or we all scored for control time. You guys know I'm pro- damage and if you look at damage Semmelsberger had more damage Jeremiah Wells had way more control time and if he scored for damage I think Semmelsberger wins that fight maybe people have a problem with that because it kind of gets rid of control time but what are we scoring for you know we'll start with you Jeff because I want to hear your thoughts on this one yeah you're exactly right it really shows the fucking problems and in the MMA scoring I mean just looking at right after the fucking UFC there's a Gervonta fight and Gervonta was winning throughout the fight because he got the knockdown early. And that's what made Ryan Garcia have to put it on. And you really get like a more exciting fight that way, I feel. Because then you have people fighting for knockdowns and not fighting for fucking fighting for control. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a good point. Mike? Yeah, dude, there was just so many problems with this fight for me. Like you said, 30-27 was criminal. And the fact that there was two 30-27s was fucking atrocious, dude. Like yeah. one thirty twenty seven, I I wouldn't have been able to deal with that, but whatever. Two of them. So I went back and did a little research after this fight because I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this shit, dude? Like, like seriously, what the flying fuck is going on? So I'm reading back on some of these judges' fucking records. One of them went by the name. I'm so of Eric wait. I'm not, sorry to cut you off, but I'm so fucking glad you did this, dude. Because I'm I'm always interested in this shit. I never take the time to do it. So I cut you off. Continue on, but I'm so glad you. No, did. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. So one of them's Eric Cologne, right? So I went back and looked, and we talked about a couple of these fights and how they were fucking terrible decisions. When Lupita, when uh, Lupita and Godinez yeah, fought, yeah, at the beginning of this month, he was the only judge of the three who gave the fight to Gavilo. The only one Holy of the three. Shit. I remember Only talking one. about that. So then Esparza versus Rose last year, which I think was a title fight, that one that was in Phoenix, he was the only one who gave it to Rose. Dude, that was I an went... awful title fight, like one of the worst fights yeah. of all time. Yep, and then I went back one more. Dude, there were so many more. This was just the past, like, two years. Max Griffin, Tim Means, end of last year. The only judge to go with Tim Means. Like, these are not isolated incidents with these guys. It is so fucking insane that they even let some of these people, like, judge these fights. It is fucking crazy. I just don't understand how you can get a polar opposite pick. I never will understand that in my life. Yeah, it's like it's like when you see the fucking MVP voters for like an NBA and and there's like one person that like the fucking goofball that went Walker Kessler this year for fucking yeah. rookie of the year. Yeah. yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> like, exactly. how are they getting a vote? How are, how do they get a say in this? This is and, important as fuck. It and is. I didn't even think this decision was fucking was horrible, but it was the scoring that was horrible. Like, if you wanted yeah. to go 29-28 Wells, whatever, it was a kind of close fight. That makes but sense, though. Double 30-27s? How do you not get how do you not get a 10 on a round where you knock a guy basically down and ground it down? <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And especially the more legal sports betting gets, dude, the more money yeah. that gets on every little fucking aspect of these. I mean, soon enough we're gonna be able to bet on fucking scorecards. Well, dude, just yeah. once that happens, it's gonna be fucking it's gonna be a wild fucking west because yes. these fucking <laughs> morons don't know what they're doing. I know, and just look at the leech's career, dude. After that Daniel Rodriguez decision, that <laughs> oh, was man. that was fucking criminal, dude. He could have had a performance of the night bonus on that car. Well, I mean, it would have gone to Hamzat because Hamzat fucking just crushed Kevin Holland. But still, like, I don't know, dude. You're fucking with people's careers. And yeah, this livelihood. one was bad. The leech one was bad. The Pimblet one was horrible. There's just been some yeah. really bad ones, like in recent memory too, like the last like six, seven months. Well, it's the next really atrocious one. The, the next one I want to talk about the decision on, so we can transition that. The next two have bad decisions in my. Actually, the next three, the next three on this card, we all had issues with their with um either the scoring or the decisions on this one, or at least I did. So let's get into the, the next the next fight, uh, Carl Rosa versus Norman Dumont. I mean, this far this fight the far I said far on accident, but that honestly was how it <laughs> fucking started, dude. Because this far this fight was so fucking bad. There at three eighteen. Or fifteen in round one, there was three punch- punches thrown total. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> the crowd started booing. Someone just yells. Let-. There wasn't barely any crowd. They started booing. Um, someone goes, "Let's go!" and claps. Even the people on the mic were talking about it. Um, and then thirty seconds, round one, Norma starts to wake up and starts throwing these hard, uh, like just fucking throwing some hard ass punches and combinations. Uh, I had nine nine round one. Rosa could have easily taken it if she had fucking been more active but she just wasn't and that's kind of the tale of this fight she never really got going um starting at 4 30 in round two norma really starts opening up and catching rosa with huge one two combos and she really cracks her with these like right hooks um 245 ish in round two Numont dumont opens rosa up with these cl- vicious clinch elbows round two uh, is all dumont i gave that one a 10 9 um at 131 round three, Rosa drops with a counter right overhand, but nothing comes from it. And then that was a that was just the fight was just a clinic from Dumont. Uh I was extremely disappointed in Rosa's performance. She never woke up really, and I think that the weight cut fucked her up bad. But I I guess I didn't write it down. Was there a weird dis- uh scorecard in that one? Because maybe there wasn't. I, I thought I remembered there being a weird one. I can't remember to be honest with you. Okay, so Scratch that fight. I mean, in terms of the decision, but we—I know for a fact I had a problem with the Mo Usman and Francis Marshall scoring and decisions. We'll get to those later, but um, we'll start with you, Jeff. What did you take away from this fight as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I kind of called it. I'm not sure if I—I'm still not sure if I took too much in the fucking. We'll have to go back and listen. Episode. But I—I I honestly called it. She has to be a crotch sniffer for this fight to go her way. <laughs> I mean, Carl Rosa, she's pretty dangerous on her feet, and I mean. Norma just did all she could to negate that and not let her get going, like you said, Mac. Yeah, and, I mean, it was just a clinic from Dumont, and I mean, Rosa, yeah. I really think the weight cut like drained her. But I kind of, I kind of expect the grappling to be more on the ground heavy, so I, I was kind of, I was kind of pleasantly surprised to see it like more clinch heavy. Yeah, I agree with Dumont. that. 
I agree with that. Mike? Yeah, good good win by Norbert Dumont. But I and I hate to fucking be Mr. Negative, but I seriously have no interest in watching her get trashed by Amanda Nunes. Like I I, mean, I yeah, heard that's... the rumblings of that after and I'm like it's funny that they skipped over pain. They go, she's going to go take on Nunez. They said it in a couple of the, or in this one, they were just like, yeah, she's going to go take on Nunez next. Like didn't even say. And then the yeah, guy caught himself. Uh, it was the British guy. Then he caught himself. It was like, you know, after all that wraps up and he's yeah, talking about the pain. I, I literally, the first thing I thought when I heard that was I have zero fucking interest. This division's kind of tough that we need some new contenders to come up and kind of mix everything up. We have some, yeah. but we just need them to get, we just need to get new stuff going on because it's a little, it's a little stale. Let's talk man. about your favorite boy next, Max. Jesus Christ! All right, this fight pissed me <laughs> off so fucking bad. You know why it pissed me off? Because what did we talk about last weekend? We talked about Zach Pauga, the Zach Pauga fight. This was the fucking same exact fucking fight as this one, except for Mo didn't get a lucky knockout. Instead, he just controlled, grappled, and basically just laid on Junior Tafa so much yeah, that he talking, couldn't do anything. You talk about Mohamed Usman, fucking yeah, old fucking. Marab, dude, he turned into fucking Marab. Marab. I see where you're going there, dude. Marab and Usman. <laughs> Marab and Usman. There it is. Took me a minute. Yeah, Marab, Marab and Usman, dude. Fucking A. Um, yeah, so anytime Junior Tafa, Tafa even remotely touched Usman's chin, he was basically wobbling and he was out. Every time he throws a strike, he puts his head straight down and looks at his toes and closes his eyes maybe. I don't know. He was getting completely touched by Junior Tafa. The problem is Mo Usman is fucking massive and he's roided out of his gills and he can take get on top of you and just kind of fucking lay on top of you and there's no way to you get up. You think he's on that Usman juice? You, you think? The CEO of EPO's little brother? The fucking, I don't no, know what's happening. he's after. his big brother. Big brother, the CFO then? The CFO <laughs> fucking EPO? He's the Either chief way, financial dude. officer? Of yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know my business, but that guy's fucking... I would you're telling me he's not on roids I'd be fucking shocked if he didn't piss through the plastic every time um but yeah Usman just getting pieced the fuck up and then basically just lays on Tafu who can't get up and honestly decisions like these as I talked about earlier in this card are the reason that we need to fucking figure out how we score shit because Junior Tafa did more damage and if you if you judge on damage he wins that fight if he doesn't control time he doesn't win the fucking fight so we'll start with you, Jeff. Like, what what did you feel about this one? Yeah, see, but this is where I say, like, you can't really say Junior Tafa won that fight at all. No, I don't think so. Yeah, either. that 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 was an overstatement. So, he didn't win that yeah, fight, but it, it would have been a lot closer than what it was. Yeah, so this is where you kind of see, like, how do we score this shit, really? Fair. This is the part where it's like you talk about talk uh, scoring damage more than control time, then you don't have to watch shit like this because this was just a waste of time to watch and as a fan it what is the sport for is it to make money is it to win and be the best is it like is it a business which it says is a sports entertainment business uh we are paying for entertainment then so if you're paying for entertainment by those rules you should maybe judge for fucking damage so you don't have to watch control time because if people like to watch control time the the bjj tournaments would do a lot better than what they do yeah fair enough yeah, I mean, rant over, I guess. I don't know. Do, do you guys, have, Mikey, do you have anything on this one? I just, I feel indifferent about these kind of fights sometimes. So, because it's like, yeah, I would have liked to have seen Junior Taffa win. He tried to throw some big blows and make it exciting. But it's like, come on, man. Like, you can't fucking get up. Like, I yeah. know it's a lot easier said than done. But, like, how am I supposed to fucking 
throw my hands up every time this happens when some of these guys like Junior Taffa in this fight have no answer for it either. It's like, I, and I understand completely where you come from. It was a bit of a stinker, kind of hard to watch at times. But it's like, what are you supposed to say? Like, you have no answer for it. Yeah. It's just, like, I, I wish know. you, like, at least attempted submissions. It's just like. Y- yes, I agree completely. And I'm definitely not saying you're wrong, but it's like, you can only stick up for these guys so many times. These guys. And it's funny enough, he trains with Tuivasa in them. That's who he looked like. Yeah, no, like, he, he looked, looked like... like one of them guys who maybe could knock your lights out. And other than that, he's just completely fucked. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I think I don't know. Yeah, that's the other thing about and the that's control what time they were argument. About before the fight, I mean, him, his brother Tuivasa, Mark Hunt, they all trained together, and I mean, that's pretty they much all, my favorite look at, fucking. Yeah, that's, that's just all my favorite fighters <laughs> all in one island. Yeah, but, <laughs> dude, they fucking all trained together, and that's what they were talking about is how they do nothing but fucking defend defend takedowns and training and i don't get how it doesn't correlate if you're actually doing that and i think obviously everyone's going to try to take them big motherfuckers down right and i think you guys remember me saying this about marab and aldo too like it wasn't the best fight to watch marab just fucking glue aldo to the cage but then like you gotta do something about it then though you have to do something like you can't just like sit there it's yeah. not really like an alternative method in a fight. Like, yeah. And so I don't know. I'm feeling different about these kind of matches. Yeah. Now that we've like talked it out and I'm kind of, I think I was just mad because I picked Junior Taffa and I felt like it was going to go his way. But you're right. I mean, as if you're like an, an, a purist of the sport and you're, that's why I said, that's why I brought up uh, what, what is the goal of this promotion? Is it to make money? and be a sports entertainment or is it to be a sports like a pure pure to the sport itself yeah because i think i mean but their goal is just to win you can't take wrestling out of martial arts that's that's what i'm saying so if you're going to be pure to the sport itself then say that and keep scoring it the control time way which i'm fine with i'm fine with that way i just hate that it's like yeah exactly i hate when it's like we're one one fight is a purest fight the next fight is a money fight and you're scoring for damage. I don't care which one it is. Just pick. So that way I know what to like, how yeah. to watch the fight. You know one what I'm saying? Yeah, that is Norman true. Dumont, one fight yeah. you're giving it to fucking Patty to Patty. Like, yeah, figure it out. Because I, I, I know I said I get bored by it, but I fucking understand it as someone who very minorly me- wrestles with their friends when he's fucking drunk. I can understand <laughs> control time is a fucking bitch to do because I'm terrible at wrestling, and those guy, anyone on the card can fucking kill me. So. Like, I understand control time, and I I understand... It's, yeah, I'm talking myself in circles here, but... um, All right, let's move on to the next fight, Francis Marshall. Oh, wait, I had one other piece about Mo Usman. This is what it was. You know what's going to be so annoying is that he's actually going to make a fucking run because the heavyweights aren't great at wrestling. There's not a lot of great wrestling heavyweights. I don't think so. Like, we were playing with Curtis Blades. So. I mean... <laughs> I don't know, dude. He pretty much grappled his way to the top, and now he's just fucking not relying on his guns. I, I'm not saying... I'm not. He's not, not going to go to the... He's not going to be top top maybe not even fight like beating contenders he's gonna go on a run of beating guys in the heavyweight division yeah i feel like ah. he's gonna be ranked at some point i don't think so because I, I think, think jared vandera beats him right now i do think that because this motherfucker is not i don't think he's out wrestling uh like romanov or spivak or one of them right no now. those are top guys i'm saying like bottom oh like, no gonna... fat romanov he's fucking <laughs> yeah throwing that fucking <laughs> <laughs> fucking doughboy all around. 
I, I'm saying like I think he can go on like a four or five fight win streak of just beating like the lower Dude, levels. I'm talking it's like possible. Um, I'm talking like the guys that have been on the fucking mid mid uh like main event cards of the fucking or the mid main cards of the last like shitty fight nights in the apex, you know, the ones that I went off on the rant about last episode. Like those guys <laughs> he could beat. Jared Vandera, I think, beats him right now. Jared Vandera's ground game is is good enough to fucking submit him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk our boy, about our boy, file Mar- fire marshal, William Gomez. We we uh, we should have given William Gomez more props. He looks fucking good, dude. He looks like Izzy. Do you guys agree with that one? Yeah. Oh yeah, his movement. Yeah, his, I mean, he, his lightness on his feet. Any good fundamental kickboxer, honestly, that's super that's long true. looks like Izzy kind yeah. of. Yeah, and it's light on their feet like that. But the way that he was just avoiding these strikes. I mean, at one point, fire marshal was throwing like eight percent accuracy. And he was throwing. He threw like a hundred something strikes, and he threw twenty on the whole fight. Yeah, the whole entire fight threw twenty percent. Yeah, twenty percent insane. Uh, let me just read through my notes here. Round one, Gomez is hitting Marshall with his left teep kip kick, hitting behind a right jab. That was just getting through every time. He caught Marshall on the chin with that one, and uh, he got all swollen, but he didn't flinch. And then uh, I had a ten nine, Gomez round one, round two looked like Marshall is just hunting the right overhand he kind of just came out like looking to fucking nuke you with the right overhand and then yeah what were you taking notes on draymond on the back of that (laughs) uh, yeah this one i was talking i actually said nice things about draymond on that one (laughs) yeah and this one i said uh what did i say draymond's dribble handoffs are allowing the warriors to get easy two pointers and then i said this is why you deal you you deal with draymond's bullshit because he's a really effective uh, defender who can guard one through five. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I actually, I'm trying to read it. While I, you, think, while I think there's a, I think there's a vomit stain next to that paper when I wrote that. But oh, yeah. oh. Right underneath, oh, I think right underneath that is Russell. I was wrong about West, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook, Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. I said the first line under that. I was wrong about Russ. He's so good again. That hurt <laughs> too. Um. All right, back to UFC. Um. Yeah, round two. I gave it ten nine. Gomez. Uh. Round three, Marshall almost chokes the fuck out of Gomez, but somehow he just like doesn't. And then um, round three, I had ten nine Marshall just because of the ending part, and that was kind of the the fucking. I know he, he control time, but also he had like the submission in. Um, so I had it. I saw that it was twenty nine twenty eight Marshall. That's in fucking sane. And I'll, yeah. I wanted you to talk about that, Jeff, because you were the one that texted me about it, and then. I watched the fight later, and I agree with you. Split decision was terrible. Yeah, I mean, Marshall just looked, I mean, he looked overpowered and way too slow this whole fight, honestly. Like, he even said that when he went back to the corner to the first, uh, between the first round and second round, he was like, he's way stronger than I thought. And mm-hmm. that was like a huge point that I that I picked up, because every time Marshall would try to bring him down to the ground, he just he couldn't. It looked like a like a little kid trying to drag his little brother to I, his bigger brother to the ground or something. It, it it was hard to watch, honestly. And Gomez is a fucking dog. I mean, Hernan Lopez, he's he's a, an amazing coach, dude. I don't care what anyone says. I kind of hate them French fucks, but dude, <laughs> he's a. All of them have. Such good fundamental kickboxing, it's fucking crazy. Um, why did he not switch stances, Mikey? Because 
Gomez was fighting Southpaw. Francis was fighting Orthodox. It's clear he can't hit him like he wants to. He's hunting the right overhand, but is missing. Why does Marshall not switch to Southpaw? Dude, well, I'm going to be completely frank about Marshall's whole performance, not even just – it's going to tie back into the stances, but the whole performance. I don't think like him and his team did much fucking homework at all. Because if they would have known going into this that, like, obviously Gomez is a little smaller frame, like a little thinner, but he is a wrestler. Like, he comes from a wrestling background. Like, he weren't going to be – like, I know maybe we just thought as fans that he was going to be able to kind of manhandle it more just because – and I think more we picked off, like, his attitude than maybe actual, like, wrestling prowess and skill. Yeah. Like, it's almost like he tried to die on that. Like, I don't, I don't think you're beating – I don't think you're going to be able to out-wrestle a seasoned wrestler. But another point you brought up in the preview, if he wasn't going to be able to do that, his relentless pressure when he strikes, I thought was going to be a big difference. I really did. I thought he was going to have Gomez back against the cage, just pounding away at him. It's almost like – I felt like they just did no homework. I can see that. I, I think also they mentioned in the thing that Gomez had like this really bad eye injury and that he got that fixed and now he's like completely new. And he said that that's mm. kind of was ha- what had had to do with his past struggles in the octagon. So maybe he just got a lot better from the eye injury, and we underestimated him. But I, the fact that he didn't even switch stances once really threw me off because you would think, like you're having a hard time with your shorter reach hitting these guys, and you throw through round two, he had like eight percent accuracy. Maybe switch it up a little bit or something. I don't, I don't uh. know though. I know Corey Sanhagen was talking about that, too. And he was basically saying, like, in today's UFC, it's kind of different than, like, 15 years ago. And he was like, yeah, if you can't switch stances, like, just seamlessly in the middle of a fight, you're pretty much fucked. Yeah, I like, think in that's, any division. Yeah, that's and I think that's what we're – maybe because I'm, I'm a newer UFC guy that maybe that's why I was confused about it because I'm used to just seeing guys, like, fucking, oh, okay, you're fighting like this, switch stance, and then the next guy switches, he switches back, or someone – you know, has crazy stance like Bobby Green, where it's just like unorthodox. It's just fucking switch stance, stuff like that. Like um, the whole fight, he's pretty yeah. much switch stance. Yeah. Yeah. Or like even Sandhagen, just fucking all the time is doing different things. So I think that's what separates the elite, like he said. Um, yeah, not a great performance from Fire Marshall. I think he's, he'll, this is a learning performance though, but Gomez, I think we severely underrated him. So we're sorry to Gomez about that. I think this guy is going to be a fun guy to watch in the future. I'm excited to see where he goes with this. Um, Let's talk about the Dana versus Brady high stand fight to start off the night. I mean, this fight, holy fuck. Backerl Dana is winning the entire fight. I mean, round one, Dana catches Brady, like just keeps catching him. And I gave it 10 9 to him. Uh, they had a cool little stare down to end the round. That was pretty fun. Um, round two, I had 10 9 10 9 Dana because he fucking cut up Brady with these vicious elbows and he had a bunch of fucking control time but he also did damage in that time at 128 of round three Kaisan takes down Dana and gets this huge ground and pound TKO that looks like Dana just like gave up uh what a win for Kaisan come from behind he was beat up and looking gnarly and um he made Dana fucking quit basically so what a win for him because he was losing that fight uh Jeff we'll start with you what did you take away from that one yeah, what a fucking comeback from High Stand. Yeah. I mean, like you said, Dana kind of like, he just like slowly died throughout the fight. You kind of yeah, saw. He withered it was, away. It was weird. Like, you could literally just watch him slowly wither away and fucking get worse and worse and worse throughout the fight until the last 
fucking the last sequence where he just couldn't cover up anymore. Yeah, I've never seen really anything like that before. Uh, Mike, what did you think about it? Yeah, I would say that was the best comeback of the year so far. Because I was like, try- I was like, yeah, I guess the match now, Sumadarji was last year. So yeah. I would say 2023, at least from a week cover that I remember, that was probably comeback of the year thus far. I think it was. I, I was trying to think about that too, and I, ha- I, I'm, I'm sure we're missing like a glaring one right now that everyone. Yeah, I'm quite sure. But I, I feel for now with no homework done on it, I feel like that's the one of the better, the best comeback I've seen this year. Yeah. And um, and one more thing real quick. We got to talk about this Montel Jackson dude real quick, dude. Did you guys watch his fight? fight? Yeah, I must have missed his fight. What, he, dude, what, yeah. Holy fucking shit. I mean, like, miss talking about it. I know I, I know I watched and took notes on it. I actually did miss watching this fight. It was against Hani. Hani. Uh... Yeah, old head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we missed the Ricky Glenn. Oh, we missed a bunch of fights, actually. So, yeah. Um, let's talk about, yeah, the, let's talk about that fight that you wanted to talk about because I have notes on it. I've just missed them. I just wanted to talk about real quick, dude, that he, this guy might be a real competitor in the Bantamweight division, which is like as tough as it gets to be a competitor in that division. Dude, this motherfucker has a 75 inch reach in the Bantamweight and is just flatlining people. Like he is so fun to watch. He has such a good personality. I was like, He's one of them guys, like, I wasn't really hip to him before this card. Like, I remember seeing his name float around. I'm hip. I'm fucking in. Dude, I was doing it, doing comparisons. Sugar Sean is 72 and Sanhagen's is 70. Like, this motherfucker has a three-inch longer reach than Sugar. I could not fucking believe that. And I think a lot of people were skipping over this. I don't even think it was just you, Max. A lot of people were kind of just glaring over this fight because Yaya's kind of old. But my thing is, if you're going to beat an old guy and everyone's going to think differently of, like, not differently, but kind of not make it as big of a deal because he's older, that's the way to do it. You knock him out in the fucking first round. Mm. Awesome, awesome performance of the night. Yeah, I wrote at 123, uh, Hani misses with the right overhand. Jackson counters with a left hook and finishes him with ground and bound to get the TKO win. Uh, very impressive performance, like you said, from Jackson. And I want him to get a boost in competition now uh, at the – at the moment, he's thirteen and two, and like you said, dude, he's got the tools to put it all together. Um, he got out of a honey, a honey Yohat Yaha takedown, and that guy yeah, that was early. That's all he's trying to do the whole fight is take you down. And he ankle picked him, I think, or like single legged him. I don't know the exact terminology. And had Jeremiah Wells, or sorry, Montel Jackson, in a tough position, and Montel was able to get the fuck out of it. So that was really impressive. And then let's talk about the Rick Glenn. Versus Christos Giagos fight at 328 round one. Giagos nukes Glenn with a left hook and gets a huge first round KO. Uh, what a win and what a knockout for Christos. Um, didn't really see that one coming. We'll start with you, Mike. Did you catch this one? What the flying fuck was with everyone calling this a fucking early stoppage? Yeah, that was weird, right? I'm like, this dude literally dropped. went limp. Like, he yeah, dropped. he might have popped back up, but he... He literally caught the fucking canvas with his chin before he used his hands. He was out. Yeah, that was not really stopping. He was as close to as out as you can get. Yeah, Ricky Glenn. I mean, I'm. I know he's not that old, but I'm shocked he didn't. Like, he just does not look good. Yeah, I. I, uh, Yeah, he has like a pretty high guard, and I know he's just one of those like kind of one dimensional like wrestling guys who can take a beating, but is just looking to wrestle, you know. And uh, those guys have a tough tough shelf life i feel like yeah i'm not saying he should have retired but he just did not look he like, that's great. what he has to give to gagos i don't know what more he has to get to the lightweight to- yeah jeff yeah honestly 
exactly what y'all are saying. I mean, I hate to pile on Glenn like this, but he looked so slow and sloppy this fight. It was flaring. Yeah. Um, sorry we missed both of those fights. I went right from Jeremiah Wells versus Semmelsberger to Carl Rosa versus Norma Dumont, and I skipped over those two, but we did catch him. Um, all right. Pretty... I mean, I just fucking hate the Apex cards, to be honest. Um, this one left a bad taste in my mouth just because of how poor my picks were. But, I mean, I thought it was a, no, all right. No, they stink. You're right. Yeah. They fucking stink. It's just, it sucks there. It sucks in the yeah, Apex. They, they were fun when I was when it was fucking COVID and I was talking yeah. to fucking three people a week. Yeah, exactly. Now it's like, dude, I want to see. And we've had so many great cards. I want to see a huge fucking crowd. Yeah, we've had so many great crowds. So to go from, like, fucking Kansas City, one of the, <laughs> one of the Better and honestly, I think that kind of influences the fucking stinkers and the judges to yeah give, give out fucking give out weird what you call it shitty yeah. decisions to fucking I think the, crop sniffers. That's a great point because the crowd definitely affects it. Yeah, and fucking, and I was gonna say too, and I can't stand. Not <laughs> this is gonna sound fucked up, but I can't stand seeing whatever weirdo they fucking decide to put the camera on at the apex. It's always oh, some yeah. fucking weirdo. Like, yeah. it was fucking... Yeah. It was Zeke always... or Zuck or yeah. Jared Leto. It's always, like, some creepy... Jared Leto fucking weirds me out, dude. He's got, like, his own cult <laughs> fucking thing going on, and he's always in the Apex by himself. It's like, oh. Next is going to be the one dude who plays fucking Flash. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That, what's yeah. that dude? I can't think of what that dude Fucking Ursa is. or whatever. But, yeah, it was yeah. just a fucking shit card on it. I mean, no, it, it wasn't a shit card. It was just a shit experience to watch that card because it was in the Apex. Um, Those knockouts would have been fucking awesome in front of a live crowd. But, um, yeah, like, in terms of the fights themselves, good fights on the card, strange judging. I'm really worried about MMA now. Like, I want – people are going to get turned off by how bad the judging is because I feel like once a card – there's a weird score or there's a weird judging thing and it's something that needs to be addressed because it just is kind of making the sport annoying to watch at points. Yeah, and one thing about these fucking Apex cards too, dude, they need to stop stacking the fucking pay-per-views so much. I don't I hate to see yeah. big fights not have a crowd, but these like Apex cards not having like any effect on rankings no matter who wins pretty much is really starting to suck too. It's starting to suck. always only like one fight that ever affects anything on the whole apex card for the last like six months it's felt like yeah yeah i, I it's gotta it, if, if they're gonna do an apex card make it like a fucking i don't know dude i don't know how to fix it it's just to not go to apex anymore that's the only way to fix it but all right that's it for us here at uppercut thank you guys for coming on thank you guys for listening we'll be back later in the week with our preview for the upcoming ufc fight night and yeah, stay tuned for that. And then we'll be back after that with the review of that said fight night. So thank you all for listening. We'll be back very soon and peace.